Good morning. Welcome back to our third Anchored in the Word morning reflection for the week. And hope that you're having a great Wednesday morning or afternoon whenever you're watching this video. And uh, we're really getting into the heart of the passage now. And we're going to get into the part where Christ really gets to um, the point of his contention with the Pharisees and the rabbis, the rabbinical tradition. And so we're going to read verses 40 through 52 together this morning, and we will really get a sense of what Jesus is passionate about in these verses. Here's what it says. The Lord said, Now, do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness? Ye fools, did not he that which is with did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also but rather giving of alms and such things as ye have and behold all things are clean unto you but woe unto you pharisees ye tithe mint and rue of all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of god these things you ought to have done and not to leave the other undone but one to you pharisees for ye love the uttermost uppermost seat of the synagogue and greetings in the market Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're as graves which appear not, and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying thou reproachest us also. And he said, Woe unto you also, lawyers. You laid men with burdens grievous to be borne, and ye yourselves touched not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for ye build the sepulchre of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness that ye allow the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and ye build their sepulchres. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute. Verse 52, he says, Woe unto you, lawyers! You have taken away the key of knowledge, ye enter not in yourselves, and them that were entering in ye hindered. Now, these verses are very, very blunt, and they're very clear and simple to understand. Christ has a major contention with the rabbinical tradition. And this, uh, this passage of scripture shows you where the fundamental flaws lie, and you see it by the way that Jesus confronts it. You see statements like, woe unto you, and then he lays it out. Or he says, you fools, and he lays it out. Christ is very blunt in these verses. And I want us to work our way through just noticing the different pieces that he is drawing out. And then I'd like to kind of summarize it by showing you what the fundamental contentions are. First of all, he mentions their imbalance. In verses 40 to 42, he says, Did not he which made the, the outside also make the inside? He says, Rather, you give alms of such things as you have, and behold, you make clean the outside, but woe unto you, Pharisees, you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass over judgment and the law of God. These ought you have to have done, and not to leave the other undone. He says, You're so careful to tithe of the mint in your garden, but you're not considering a love for God. You're not treating people consistent with a love for others. There's an imbalance, a gross imbalance in their practice. Or in verse 43, he talks about their, their passion for self-promotion. 
He says, you love the uppermost seats of the synagogue and the greetings in the marketplace. You love to present yourself as someone who is good and morally righteous and living a clean life. And he said, it's a complete facade. It's not true. He talked about them being hypocrites in verse 44. He says, you are graves that appear not and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. Now, this is a really fascinating illustration. The, the, the rabbinical tradition was extremely concerned with staying ceremonially clean. And so if a person was to come in contact with a dead person, they would make sure that they would, would, would wash themselves so that they followed traditions to be cleansed, or they would make sure they didn't come in contact with a dead person so that they would not become ceremonially unclean. An example of this is look at, look at the tradition that they had for people that were crucified at the end of the week before the Sabbath. They would prepare for the Sabbath by breaking the legs of those who were crucified so they would die, so they could remove them from the crosses, and ultimately they would not become ceremonially unclean before the Sabbath day. What he's saying is that as people walk over these graves, they are, according to your traditions, becoming ceremonially unclean, but they're unaware of it. And he said, that's what you guys are like. You are corrupting the people around you, and they're completely ignorant of it. In verse 46, he talks about how cold and callous they were towards the needs of other people. He says that you laid men with burdens grievous to be borne, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. He talked about their lack of self-awareness. In verse 47, he says that, you build up the sepulchers of the prophets and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness, ye allow the deeds of your fathers for they indeed killed them and ye build their sepulchers. He says, look, you talk about how much you love the prophets and your, your fathers killed them and you have the exact same mindset as your fathers. Had you lived at the time of a person like a Jeremiah or an Ezekiel or an Isaiah, you would have been just as resistant to these people and just as hateful and just as spiteful as the generation that they lived through. And then he talks about how they literally promoted evil. In verse 52, he says, you take away the key of knowledge and enter not in yourself and them that were entering in, ye hindered them. He says, your doctrines keep people out of eternity in the kingdom. And not only do they hinder people that, are, that uh, keep them from entering the kingdom because they embrace this false teaching, but those who are beginning to seek the kingdom and they're beginning to be interested in these things and they're beginning to wonder, your teaching derails them from drawing close to the truth. And so it's very destructive. But I would really summarize it this way. Jesus has four fundamental contentions with these people. The first is about authority. The question is, who is the ultimate authority? Is it God or is it tradition? God, not man, should have been the final authority for these individuals. The second is the word identity. These people found their value and their worth and their identity, not in a position that was established by God's grace alone through the redemptive work of the Messiah, but rather their identity was rooted in their ability to perform and present themselves and follow rabbinical teaching. 
And so a God-centered rather than man-centered view of self should have characterized their understanding of righteousness, but that's not what it was. The third is practice. Truth, not pragmatism, should have driven their practice. But what was guiding their lives was not what does the Lord say, it was what do the rabbis say, what works for us, what makes us feel affirmed. So authority, identity, and practice were major issues. And there was a fourth, and it was passion. Everybody lives for something. The question is, are we living for something that is bound by truth and noble, or are we living for something that in fact falls short of that standard? And these people should have been consumed with a passion for God's glory. However, their lives were characterized by a passion for their own glory. And that's why they were so concerned with the appearance before others, not their standing before God. And so I asked this very simple question. Is it possible that in any way we fall into the same pitfalls? I'm not suggesting that someone listening to this is not a Christian and uh, you're a part of this uh, system of thought that is anti-Christian. I would say the vast majority of people who probably listen to this are genuine believers. Maybe there are some that are not. You don't understand the gospel. But the question is, do we in any way fall into the trap of a wrong view of authority? or a misplaced identity, or a practice that is more pragmatic than it is built on truth? Are our passions focused in the wrong direction? These are things we need to ponder. And if the Lord pricks our heart about one of those issues, we should have uh, the self-awareness and the humility to say, yes, Lord, I hear and I will respond to truth. May the Lord help us to do that today. Lord willing, we will develop that concept a little bit more as we move closer to the weekend. Have a blessed day, and Lord willing, we'll meet again tomorrow. Bye now.